If you're looking for a place where the wide open skies and the towering mountains inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself, you might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites, along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies West. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. Travel is great, but planning for travel can be time-consuming and difficult. That's where One Travel comes in. With One Travel, you'll find everything you need to book the perfect trip. Flights, hotels, cars, transportation, it's all right there. With One Travel, you can book online, via app, or even pick up the phone and talk to a travel advisor ready to help you make your selections. Visit onetravel.com slash music or call 855-437-2154. Plan it, book it, live it. One Travel. Hi, this is Dylan Thuris, and you've reached the Atlas Obscura podcast line. I'm not home right now, but please leave me a message about places that you've traveled that instantly felt like home to you after the beep. My name is David Allison, and the place in the world where I felt instantly at home is Paris. I grew up in the prairies in Canada. I spent most of my adult life on the west coast of Canada in Vancouver, which was once an enormous rainforest. And I get to travel the world in my job as a public speaker, so I'm accustomed to being in all kinds of different places. But years ago, along with my then um, newly acquired husband, uh, was on our first uh, European vacation together. We'd been visiting museums and galleries in London and Amsterdam and Belgium and a bunch of other cities. And we ended that trip with uh, three or four nights in Paris. And an hour or two after arriving, I, I knew that something was up because something just felt different. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was the, the winding cobblestone streets in the, the Marais district, or maybe it was just the size and scale of the buildings or the intense you know, uh, unfamiliar sense of history growing up in such a new country like Canada. But there was, as kind of cliche as it sounds, something in the air in Paris. In fact, I turned to Chris, my husband, and I said, I, I suddenly believe in reincarnation because I'm, I'm certain I've lived here before. Now, since then, I've been really fortunate to uh, go back and visit Paris many times, and sometimes with Chris and sometimes without. And, and every time I'm there, I get that same sense of comfort. I always try and set aside at least a day or two uh, to just walk out the front door of my hotel and on a whim, uh, turn right or left and see what happens. You know, the city is so perfectly set up for that kind of deliberate attempt to get lost even if the adventure that you end up having is simply just sitting in a sidewalk cafe and people watching. I like to think that at some point in my future, I can make it my home at least part-time. I can never really leave Vancouver because it's the most stunning and beautiful city on earth, but I could be lured away for a few months or years uh, to live in a little windy street in an old part of Paris and spend my day sitting in a cafe, pretending I can read a French newspaper, uh, sipping espresso and maybe even puffing on a Galois. Hi, my name's Julieta Boscolo, and 
This is my story about a place that feels like home. I grew up in a small beachside suburb in Western Australia called Coogee. In the house we grew up seemed like a big house and it seemed like we had a huge backyard filled with lots of fun things to play in. And we lived around the corner from the ocean. When I was about eight, we moved to another city called Sydney and my dad left my mum and myself and my five siblings and he didn't provide us with any financial support. So we really struggled and I didn't feel like I had a home from then onwards because we were often evicted from houses that we lived in. And so in my head, I never called any place home because I was afraid that I would lose it. Um, about five years ago, my dad died and I hadn't been in contact with him, but I travelled back to Perth, um, to Western Australia and Coogee for the funeral. And I saw the childhood house that I grew up with in that he still owned. And I thought that when I went back there that it would feel like home, that I'd felt feel like I'd come back to my home. But looking at that house... I, I just didn't feel anything. I didn't have any sense of home. And then after the funeral, me and one of my brothers, we went down to the beach um, around the corner from our house, our old house that we grew up in. And there's a big jetty there. And I walked out on the long jetty and I jumped into the deep water and I sunk into that beautiful water and I just floated and I felt it. I was finally home. Hi, my name is Naama. I'm calling to tell you about the place that I felt the most at home. And that is the Temple of Dendur in the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York City. I know it sounds a little strange because it's actually a wing encompassing an ancient temple that was saved from the river. Every time I walk in to that wing of the museum, I feel such a sense of peacefulness, belonging, connection, the stones are old and sort of graffiti a little bit, but they feel so earthy to me and so connected to just the essence of earth. And no matter what is on my mind or what's troubling me, I just, I feel sort of embraced by uh, the spirit of earth itself or, you know, mother earth. I actually do visit at least once a year and more often if I just feel like I need recharging or grounding no pun intended, um, but that is seriously the one place on earth so far that I have really felt at home. Hi, Atlas Obscura, my name is Shauna. When I was about 22 years old, um, I was traveling in Europe and I had to meet my friend in Belgium. But our flights arrived at different times. She was in the morning and I was in the evening. So I had to get to 
the apartment where we were staying at from the airport by myself at night with no internet. And I was walking around and I was getting a little nervous. Suddenly I turned the corner and found a Starbucks. <laughs> and I walked into the Starbucks. Um, I think all their stores around the world must be exactly the same because you walk in and you're hit with that warm coffee smell. You hear the sounds of the coffee machines and the steamer going in the background and they have the same style of music playing. Um, and I immediately just felt so at home. It was really comfortable and really familiar. I of course also knew that they had Wi-Fi, so I was able to connect and get in touch with my friend and look up how to get to where we were going. But it was, it was just in a moment of feeling really lost and nervous and in a foreign country, I walked into Starbucks <laughs> of all places and I felt so at home and comfortable. Thank you for telling us about the places that instantly felt like home to you. I have actually another question about home. I would love to hear from you all about your hometown's weird or unique local traditions. I grew up in Minnesota. We have plenty of weird and unique local traditions, everything from eating lutefisk to uh, throwing water into the air when it gets like negative 20 degrees and the water just turns to steam before it ever hits the ground. I don't know if that's exactly a local tradition, but it's definitely something I did growing up. Anyway, I want to hear about interesting and unusual local traditions that you had. What did you do? What happened? Was it a festival or just something your family did? And did you enjoy doing it growing up? Give us a call at 315-992-7902 and leave us a message telling us your name and your story. Our mailbox will cut you off after around two minutes, so just call back in if you get disconnected. Or you can record a voice memo of any length and email it to us at hello at atlasobscura.com. I can't wait to hear from you. Until next time. This episode was produced by Manolo Morales. Our podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Stitcher Studios. The production team includes Doug Baldinger, Chris Naka, Camille Stanley, Baudelaire, Gabby Gladney, Johanna Mayer. Our technical director is Casey Holford. This episode was mixed by Luce Fleming. And our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall. I'm Dylan Thuris, wishing you all the wonder in the world. I will see you next time. Travel is great, but planning for travel can be time-consuming and difficult. That's where One Travel comes in. With One Travel, you'll find everything you need to book the perfect trip. Flights, hotels, cars, transportation, it's all right there. With One Travel, you can book online, via app, or even pick up the phone and talk to a travel advisor ready to help you make your selections. Visit onetravel.com/music or call 855-437-2154. Plan it, book it, live it. One Travel. The most exciting part of a vacation stay at a home rental? Easy. It's being greeted upon arrival with a rusted lockbox affixed to the underside of a stranger's condo. Yeah, you simply twist knobs, click gears, jiggle it, and then rip it off its moorings, and voila! Your prize is a key to a questionable home rental and maybe tetanus. When you just want to get your vacation started by actually getting into your room, it matters where you stay. At Hilton, we deliver your key right to your phone on the Hilton Honors app. 
Hilton for the stay. <laughs>